Welcome to the Massage Therapy Podcast. I'm Heather Rivers, RMT. And I'm Nicole Andrews, RMT and contemporary medical acupuncturist. We're registered massage therapists in Ontario, Canada. We're colleagues with almost 13 years of combined experience and female small business owners who have a passion for health and wellness. We want to note that we are practicing COVID-19 physical distancing, and so we are recording remotely. We take these global concerns seriously and have suspended our hands-on practice, which has allowed us to pivot our focus on this dream project. Hopefully, the MTP can offer you a way to disconnect from the pandemic stress and connect as a community. So today we wanted to talk about a word that has become dirty in the massage world. It's so dirty, Nicole, that I don't think our listeners will be able to like hear this. <laughs> Are you ready, everybody? The word is relaxation. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so this has definitely been on our mind, this topic for this podcast for a while I think it's something that has kind of really pushed us in the direction of doing this podcast and we're hoping that our last recording um, of chronic pain will lead into how important this uh, topic of conversation is yeah absolutely yeah I think this might have been like the topic that made us be like we need to rant about this somehow and we're like let's do a podcast about it because we rant to each other and we Mm -hmm. solve all the world's problems to each other we we do maybe we should record this and uh let other people listen (laughs) and see if you agree or disagree that's fine for sure absolutely yeah i think there's probably some polarizing ideas on the topic of relaxation and how it falls into massage therapy. Um, you and I uh, agree on it, actually, <laughs> which is why we're going to rant about it. Um, but uh, definitely out there in the relaxation like term and world, uh, I think it's something, especially now during a pandemic, I think it's something that we need to talk about because also uh, with all of that, as massage therapists, we were recently deemed non-essential which I think kind of I don't know feel like it sort of all comes into all of this Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we're gonna rant about relaxation and massage therapy and see where it takes us (laughs) because I do have also mixed feelings about the fact that we were deemed non-essential so Mm -hmm. um, the terminology there absolutely Uh, I don't know if we're not essential I think maybe we're non-emergency maybe that's a term we can use non-essential I don't know if it's the right word for us or anybody in the um, RHPA that was considered non-essential. I think we'd all beg to differ. We're not non-essential, not non-important. We're just non-emergency service, which mm-hmm. I can take. I'm okay yeah. with not being emergency. I get that. But yeah. <laughs> kind of one reason why I went into massage was because I was non-emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which we touched on in the last podcast, right? So you get it. <laughs> Yes, yes. So uh, Nicole kind of created a nice little, some questions for us that'll hopefully keep us on track today. We'll see. And not let us veer off too much on our rants. So yeah, yeah, where do you want to start with that? Um, Why don't we start with um, like how your intro went? Why don't we start with why is relaxation such a dirty word in the massage therapy realm Uh, maybe you can give your take on it first and I can kind of just latch on (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. so 
I have a lot of reasons, I think, why massage is a dirty word. I think it depends on what perspective you're looking at it from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to kind of start it all off, I think massage therapists want to, uh, to distance themselves and create them like a separate entity and vision um, of what we do from other body workers and estheticians who can provide massage as well, but as well as sexual work, body work in that realm, we want to separate ourselves. And I, I agree with that 100%. Um, so I think, I think it all comes down to terminology. I have big letters written here. Terminology is key with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think RMTs want to focus on it what we do is therapeutic and so it gets lost in translation where we say um what we do is therapeutic not relaxation because everybody uh, looks at aesthetics massage body work massage as just relaxing mm-hmm. but i don't think that therapeutic and relaxation are on two different spectrums like absolutely. i don't think they're at either end of the spectrum i think they can be one and the same absolutely so i think for like me, I think that that first that ideology comes from school, like in the sense of what's the first thing you learn as a massage therapist <laughs> in school when it comes to treatment? You learn relaxation. Yes. And then it kind of when you get into your upper years, whether second, third years of you you start focusing on therapeutic massage and almost this therapeutic massage in the sense of you're treating injuries, you're treating conditions mm-hmm. and you're kind of getting away from relaxation in the sense of um, like the, so much of what we need to know to pass our OSCEs and MCQ and treat safely with the public. We have to understand how to treat conditions and the contraindications and the risks. And that does take a lot of time to learn, but I think because so much get focus gets put on that to keep the public safe, which I a hundred percent agree with, we kind of the relaxation massage. And for our listeners, every time I say relaxation, that is in quote, kind of gets put on the back burner and kind of seen as, oh, that's for the beginners, that's for the newbies type of idea. So I think that it's kind of stems from that, but not because of anybody, one institution or anybody's fault. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think that's just kind of what comes out of the schooling because you end thinking, okay, now I've learned all this, like how to treat these things, but all the conditions and the injuries that you learned how to treat with therapeutic massage what is an what is an like mis- relaxation massage is an indication for all of those it's, like, it's never a contraindication for any of those things for sure yeah it's a pillar um yeah. i use relaxation and again we're all using the air quotes um as a pillar to every single one of my treatments my treatment plans and like you said I think because it's one of the first things we learn and it's quote-unquote easy um it kind of gets lost but when you really look at what we're doing with relaxation it's not necessarily easy I think as what makes a great RMT someone who has mastered that like very basic very like 
core skill. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I do find that a lot of like new people wandering into the massage therapy realm in terms of clients generally find their way because they're looking for something to help them like decompress, de-stress. And massage therapy has like this big foothold in that relaxation department and that, that you like sort of realm of like treatment. Like you think about other therapies, chiro, physio, osteopath, like all of them, none of them, none of them touch on this relaxation thing. It's not, mm-hmm. not what they do. And I think that's, again, another reason why a lot of RMTs are trying to get away from the term relaxation is because we we want to want to be with them right we want to be a part of the big player game which we are but i don't think we should take away something so unique that we bring to the table um i think it takes a very skilled very knowledgeable therapist to give a really good relaxation massage and when i say relaxation i don't mean putting someone to sleep although i take that as a huge compliment um it's not my my goal um but when i say relaxation i really mean that ability to sort of hone in on someone's central and peripheral nervous system because i think along with your terminology of what relaxation is Mm -hmm. i think your intent behind the relaxation is really a big big part of it too like are you just um trying to have someone feel like calm and cool relaxed which isn't just I shouldn't say the word just is that your intent which is fine or are you using the relaxation techniques for a different purpose are you trying to uh, get them to sort of calm down so that you're able to really work on the other things that are happening in their body. Because as we know, when you're really, really wound up, we have a really hard time letting any other um, good things come in, whether you're on a massage therapy table or not, right? When we're in that fight and flight, your body is in like fight and flight mode. So I think that's where the relaxation pillar kind of like starts. Um, And I know that's why I sort of start with it. Mm Yeah, I, I agree what you're saying too, and especially with the I like I, I that was one of my notes too is ru- like being able to run with the other medical professionals that we feel like you know if if we don't aren't seen as therapeutic if we aren't seen as like we can fix this condition or fix this injury we're gonna fall behind compared to our colleagues of different. Um, skills, chiropractors, physios, anything like that, kinesiologists, I lump into there too. Yes. Like if we don't run and do exactly what they're doing, we're not seen on the same level, which I don't think is true in the slightest. And I think massage therapists, if they think that, and I'm going to say a bold statement right now, I, I feel if you think that, that you have to run with that and and really distance yourself from this relaxation bubble that you have put out, that you're doing a disservice to A, your clients, B, your industry, and C, your business. Like, uh-huh. I agree. 100%. 100%. Yeah, bold or not, I think that's true. And I think it's what makes us unique. Like, mm-hmm. I... Um, when I wrote down sort of the questions that were like stemming from like, what is, why is relaxation such a dirty word? And then my next question was like, why is it considered less than? Mm -hmm. And I think it's because no one else does it. I think it's because any like massage, massage itself, the act of massage is not a controlled act. So when we are in the RHPA with other regulated health professionals, most of them have some sort of controlled act that makes it so nobody else can do it. And to your point earlier, uh, we are trying to distance ourselves from 
uh, other uh, like people in the industry that are doing like other massage and body work and, and other things like that and esthetician not that what they do is bad no. we just have a different education and again our intent with our treatments are different so um i i don't really I don't know if I have a concrete answer as to like why it's considered less than. I mm-hmm. think it just, and I don't even know where it started. I remember being in school and it being like a big thing. And I remember it not being bad. And I don't remember it ever being a problem. And then at some point over the last 10 years, it started to become synopsis with like fluff and like, yes. oh, I don't do the fluff stuff. And it's like, what do you, what do you mean the fluff? Like, what are you doing? Are you not starting with that, the massage thing? like principles of the general specific general like are you just telling me that because you're not going straight into it and you're like prepping their whole body as a holistic view that like you're now not being therapeutic like I don't understand like what I've never done fluff in my whole life and I do use massage relaxation techniques in every single treatment Mm -hmm. there's not one treatment that I haven't used some sort of relaxation technique in um in 11 years like it is always my start off and uh I don't know. Um, I mean, everyone's career, everyone's clientele looks a little differently, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know what this fluff is. And if anybody could like, let me know what the definition of that is, I would really like, (laughs) I'd really like someone to clarify that for me. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard it from both clients, which I worries me that they come in. They're like, I don't really like the fluff. So if we can get away from the fluff type massage, and my first question is, what do you define fluff as? And usually it's kind of like, well, anything that's tickly. Yes. Well, that's definitely not what I do. Tickle. (laughs) Tickle. I don't tickle. Yeah. Uh, But if you are a ticklish person, like, please let me know. And I maybe Mm -hmm. will avoid those areas or approach those areas because some people have like ticklish, really ticklish feet or legs or whatever it is, just do too heightened um sensitivity either by the nervous system the peripheral nervous system or the central nervous system but anyways but but I also do hear it I've heard it from colleagues that when talking and I like to ask a lot of questions of like why did you get into massage or what does your um, clinic look like or feel like or what what's the vibe that you put out I like to ask other massage therapists around us what they do and I've come across a few that say well, I don't do the fluff. And in my head, I'm like, I don't, I feel like, again, we're doing a disservice to our industry and our colleagues if we're allowing those terms to perpetuate along. And so when I ask them, um, okay, so what do you, what do you mean by fluff? And they're like, well, the relaxation, like I only do hard hitting, like therapeutic treatment, get in, they have an injury, I fix the injury, and then I send them on their way. And I said, oh, okay, can I ask, like, why you don't do the fluff? What, why do you stay away from it? Do you find you just, you, your heart lays in this injury rehab? And they just said straight out, they didn't feel like they were good at it. That's mm-hmm. why they don't do it. Mm-hmm. So for, so back to when you had said when, you know, in school or that's easy, relaxation massage is seen as like, that's the easy. I don't think it necessarily is it's a hard skill to hone and I think a massage therapist through their entire career lifelong career um, won't fully master it until that you know 10,000 hours have put in or whatever Mm -hmm. you want later in their career and and their techniques will change over time and and 
but to give a really good to have the right tempo the right pressure the right kind of rhythmic and I'm even going to put in like the energy that you're kind of even giving off and in that room that takes a lot of practice a lot of practice because sometimes I come out of that room and I've I can I can think of a few clients off the top of my head that I've come out of the room and given a whole body wellness relaxation treatment because I'm going to say relaxation treatment from now on or therapeutic relaxation massage um and I can tell like one day my energy was just really attuned to what is happening in this room and I walked out feeling healed just as much as they felt healed like they came out of the room pretty well in tears yeah because of how much relief they got just from just in quotes just a (laughs) relaxation massage and another day same client same type of treatment and like both either one of our energies weren't there my one of our energies weren't there both are either um and it was a little bit different they still felt the benefit coming out but it was a little bit off so I think that takes years to hone in that technique and again I asked this person later like they said that they had somebody had somebody come in and they wanted a relaxation massage. So they thought, okay, well, I'm going to give it, you know, the good old college try and do as best as I can. And they said their client came out and said it was absolutely fantastic. So again, Mm -hmm. that's what is, where's that block in therapists minds out there? Like that relaxation is again, less than it's a dirty word. I don't do that. That's beneath me. Mm -hmm. You know, do they feel like, it is truly beneath them or do they feel like I'm not good at it? So I'm just going to take my direction, turn my attention the other way, my focus somewhere else. Right. Like I don't, I don't know. And then it worries me Sorry to keep going. No, that's okay. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> what worries me is then let's say a client comes in and says, I don't want that fluff. I don't want relaxation. And I am concerned about the therapist's reaction of, does their reaction, their reaction, oh, don't worry, I don't do that stuff. That's, oh, I don't do the fluff. Don't worry about it. I'll do <laughs> tissue. Or is it an approach of how do you define fluff? Yeah. Because, and, mm-hmm. that's, because I think that's what it comes down to is the definition of the terms are so drastically different between people. And I think at depending on how a practitioner reacts to that statement is really, it doesn't stop at that one client. No. That client then takes that and perpetuates it into society more and into the public more mm-hmm. of, oh, well, my, my RMT reacted this way. So then therefore the relaxation is less than, and then they talk to X, Y, Z, coworker, family member, friend, who's like, oh yeah, I went for like, I went to one of the spas around here and I had a great relaxation massage. And then it's, you know, oh, well that it's just, that's nothing. That's less than the massage I had. Mm -hmm. Not as beneficial when I would argue that they're both beneficial in their own way. Yeah. And you made a point and I wrote it down, uh, like earlier you were saying sort of for some reason there's this disconnect between like relaxation and deep tissue I don't I don't know what that is all about either um you can use in in fact deep tissue long deep strokes are actually relaxing 
and light quick strokes are invigorating. So that notion that deep therapeutic massage is not relaxing is completely off in terms of what like any sort of biological scientific anything will tell you we are we are taught that very basic um like information when we were in school you want this type of outcome you want to stimulate someone's nervous system you want to awaken them use short light strokes you want that um you want them to be calm, relaxed, use deeper, more pressure, longer, slower strokes. So that deep tissue and relaxation not being the same is not true in any way, shape or form. Um, and um, with that sort of like kind of reeling it sort of like all the way back, um, <laughs> relaxation in psychology, I sort of did some definition mm -hmm. because you're talking about term looking up. Sort of relaxation in psychology is the emotional state of living um, in low tension in which there is an absence of arousal that could come from sources such as anger, anxiety, or fear. And according to the Oxford Dictionary, relaxation is when the body and mind are free from tension and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you look at our scope of practice as registered massage therapists, we treat the soft tissues and joints of the body to prevent dysfunction and pain. And according to the Oxford Dictionary, Relaxation is when the physical body and the mind are free from tension. We treat hypertonicity in the body. So when you're talking about relaxation um, and how it sort of works into massage therapy, we have a very, very cool, like very direct ability to work on someone's like body, mind, biopsych, like social, psycho, like Mm -hmm. paradigm um, with this really awesome relaxation tool. Um, it literally gives you direct access to someone's central and peripheral and like nervous system mm -hmm. um, in a way, like I had mentioned earlier, like a lot of other therapies don't really spend the time to, because we do spend so much time with our clients, most treatments are 30, 45, 60, 90 minutes long. Um, and we physically have our hands on someone. We have the ability to really like get in on those types of um, conditions mm -hmm. that most don't. So I think it's kind of like a, it's definitely a disservice to mm -hmm. um, ourselves um, as therapists to not correct that terminology, like you were saying. Um, I know I have a lot of clients that they come in and they're like, I want therapeutic massage. I don't, um, I want it deep. I don't want like relaxation. And every single time I tell them, and I started this, I don't know, somewhere probably in the three, third year of my career or so. Um, I started saying, well, you will note that my massage starts off more light, more general, more relaxing. And then I get into the more therapeutic part. And I tell them it's for me to be able to prep their body, the canvas I'm working on to be able to do the work that we want to do. Because like everyone can understand, if your, let's just say, bicep is sore and you're really anxious about it hurting and the pain and what it's going to do, you're going to hold it. You're mentally going to guard it. And then how do I get into the ability to lengthen and relax and work on that trigger point if I am not even able to get the rest of the whole muscle 
to relax because a trigger point is literally a hyper irritable spot in a top band of muscles. So if I can't work the whole muscle itself, like that top band, how am I going to work the hyper irritable spot? Like Mm -hmm. it's counterintuitive to think that you can just go in there, drive in with an elbow and come out and you're good to go and not be working on any other part. Um, well, that. in a sense, just like you're saying, to get into the nitty gritty, if you're going to work this hypersensitive trigger point without addressing the rest of the muscles, general mus- um, muscle guarding or muscle holding patterns, you, and you then go in and address this hypersensitive spot that then is now going to get more inner- irritable, which te- in most cases, their pain sensitivity is going to go up what's going to happen that muscle is going to guard or do the holding more and I know massage therapists out there listening how many times have you went to go work on your client's head neck shoulders and they're holding their head up and you're sitting there just (laughs) going relax and you know kind of doing these little rocking motions that we've learned because then that that brings their awareness to that spot and then they relax and let go. I know I do it myself. How many times do we all, walk, all of us walk around in a day and have to stop and be like, oh my God, relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw. It's, it's our body's reaction to stress is to guard. And especially if there's pain, then the body's stress in that area goes up and we hold those areas. So if we can address early in the treatment or start off the treatment telling the body through our long deeper like long strokes our general specific general saying this is the state I want you to enter (laughs) in this relaxation I call it that meditative state between I want you in that just before you fall asleep you know what's going on but your eyes are closed you're kind of internal you're thinking you're focused on your on your deep breaths and get you to that state and then work those hypersensitive areas, I you get so much more out of it, both as a practitioner and a client. Like you you will probably decrease the hypersensitive area better and you might even get some more length in the muscle. The hypertonicity is gonna go down, everything. And they're gonna feel a whole lot better if it's kind of like you're setting up the treatment from the beginning in this like this is the state I want you to go into and then we're going to kind of do this treatment work however that is and Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you and your client and then finish off because when you finish off in that again back to general relaxation this is the spot I want you to now leave in is kind of like I said I think in our last podcast it ties it up in a little pretty bow for them and they kind of forget you know, maybe that deeper work that was a little uncomfortable or a little bit more painful, you know, if it was uh, fascial work and all this, um, you're just kind of tying it up in a pretty bow and the brain kind of forgets, the body kind of forgets that tenderness from before and you send them out the door um, in that relaxive state, I think um, is super, super important. Absolutely. Yeah. And with your like note on um, sort of like prepping and the field and beginning and ending, um, a lot of uh, therapists totally forget that when people come in, 90% of the time they're in that fight and flight 
mm-hmm. um, whether it be mental stress or physical stress, like they're hurting, their pain, like our last thing on like chronic pain um, and chronic injuries and things like that, um, that takes a huge toll on your on your nervous system. So we have like your um, peripheral like and central nervous system. And then the good old, we have your fight and flight, right? Your sympathetic nervous system. And then we have your parasympathetic nervous system. And I think the, the intent with relaxation massage, at least what I took from school and what I've sort of like taken over the years is the relaxation massage is really us looking at working on and activating that parasympathetic nervous system, um, the rest and digest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so and a little reading just to sort of like brush up on all of this, because <laughs> it's one of those things like, um, because I've been doing it so long, sometimes I'm like, did yeah. I make that up? Like, is that yeah. something I just like, kind of like decided that's a thing that massage does. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I went back and I went all the way back and I was like, okay, so what does, what does our parasympathetic nervous system sort of regulate and control um, if that's what relaxation is doing and it regulates your blood pressure your heart rate your respiration digestion urination secretion sexual response um, pupillary response all of these all of these things Um, so it's like okay so if that's what we're our intent is with the relaxation is to sort of um, and, and enter into this parasympathetic activated nervous system so we can start some healing. Um, I was like, I'll take it one step further. If those are the things that the uh, parasympathetic nervous system activates and we're calling that fluff, if that's what we're working on. Um, if we don't treat that, what are some of the things that can go wrong, like dysfunction wise? Mm-hmm. And so I went and I looked up and I did like a very general Google search of like, anyone can do it. Uh, what are like the things that long, um, uncontrolled stress, um, being in fight and flight on the body can do. Yeah. And fun fa- funny thing, the main things that um, not like not controlling your sympathetic nervous system um, is heart attack, Alzheimer's, lung cancer, stroke, <laughs> digestive issues, diabetes, lower respiratory tract infections, chronic kidney failure. Like literally those are all the things that the mm-hmm. parasympathetic nervous system regulates. So when you are in fight and flight all the time, the parasympathetic nervous system totally gets overrun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, in with our talking, we've kind of shared how we look at uh, our treatments as more of like a global sort of thing like we're treating a, we're treating a body we're not treating a, a limb or a muscle specifically I mean we are but we look at a person as a whole yeah so someone comes in with um chronic headaches and we go oh you know what it's a trigger point from your upper trap referring up into that question mark okay that's great so we're treating a trigger point but like why are you why are you getting such hypertonic traps like what is happening right Mm -hmm. stress you have a really stressful job you have a really stressful home life or you know what I mean like positional stresses yes exactly right so um when when you look at relaxation as like a treatment you're really treating some like really cool like organ systems too um so it's not it's not just like 
it's not fluff. And I don't know how <laughs> it like yeah. really upsets me when it's like, oh, it, it's fluff. Like, how can that be fluff? Like, how can me helping like regulate a, a whole sense of like your nervous system and helping regulate and find having your body find that homeostasis between the two be fluff? Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, like some RMTs might feel like that's overstepping in some way, same being like, oh, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you really like, are you really doing that? And you can find study mm-hmm. after study after study after study where massage therapy has been tested to see if they decrease cortisol levels mm-hmm. and saliva and other secretions. Does it decrease blood pressure? And it's because of some of the easiest things for them to actually study. You can do a, like a, not really a double blind study, but you can do a double like control group with massage, right? Give one group, I saw one study where they did some breathing techniques and some stretching and another group actually got two half an hour massages a week for five weeks. So 10 massages in total. And for each group, they tested their saliva cortisol levels, their blood pressure and their heart rate before and after they did their treatments or their breathing exercises and it was absolutely off the chart how much lower the person who had the massage therapy um, blood pressure went down heart rate went down um, cortisol like cortisol that is a hormone in your body and Mm. just from someone massaging you for 30 minutes twice a week managed to decrease it and we all know how many like conditions out there are strictly like in illnesses are based on the fact that they've had long-standing stress mm-hmm. right long-standing like episodes where cortisol is too high and it just has ravaged somebody's body right mm-hmm. um yeah so I was just gonna follow up on that you know we're kind of sounds like we're <laughs> we're bad-mouthing the somatic the somatic nervous system oh no <laughs> like the opposite um <laughs> The, or the sympathetic, sorry, not the somatic, the sympathetic nervous system, bad-mouthing it compared to the parasympathetic. The sympathetic nervous system is super important in <laughs> our lives. Like yes. one thing I wanted to note that I thought um, was really cool, again, looking things up and remembering things that we had learned, that the um, sympathetic nervous system actually spikes right before we wake up. Meaning that like it is very involved in our sleep wake cycles and without it, we don't really wake up. Like we Mm -hmm. need that, like that adrenaline, that cortisol to flush through our system to bring us back to uh, the the world in a sense of waking up um, to the forefront. And this, um, sympathetic or the, yeah, the sympathetic nervous system is involved again with the fight or flight. So bringing it back to, not within the society that we are in, in North America, I'll say, um, and most parts of the world where that is used for this, this sympathetic nervous system is used for to run, to get your food, to do this, to keep you away from danger, like those kinds of things, but it's supposed to peak and spike to get you through whatever stressful situation. But the, the key is, is that special stressful situation is supposed to be short in comparison to what we deal with now mm-hmm. because of how our society runs, how, you know, the demands placed on us at home, the demands placed on us at work, how to 
be involved again in quotes in this society like how to act like a proper member in society places stress and you know you fit into this box and you better stay in that box like all those stresses add up and can to the point that we always have this level of cortisone that's flowing through our system that our body isn't geared to have isn't doesn't have the manual to deal with that and it's manual to deal with that is to continuously have the cortisol and then like you said it that leads high levels of cortisol over prolonged periods of time leads to heart failure heart attacks blood pressure problems kidney problems other organs because it's not meant to it's not meant to flow through your system like it is for us and um and yeah, so we're not completely bad mouthing this. No, <laughs> sympathetic. No, <laughs> but, but as you had said um, earlier, that we're we us as massage therapists need to own this fact that we're here to balance that. Like that should yes. be one of our priorities. Mm-hmm. And we affect the nervous system. Chiropractors affect the nervous system. Uh, physiotherapists, kinesiologists, everybody affects the nervous system, but in our own different ways. And some of those ways overlap. Like, yes, do we do low-grade joint modes? Yes. Yes. And so do chiropractors and so do um, physiotherapists. But the chiropractors also do high amplitude, high velocity, your Mm -hmm. high-grade joint modes um, and, and help with blockages in the sense of compression on nerves. So, like, messages aren't getting through the nerves. So they're kind of... A lot of a chiropractors, this is from a massage therapist po- point of view, are kind of more of thinking of that that motor neuron where it's going from the brain out. And yes, some sensory as well, but they're kind of, they think of it in that way of br- stopping the blockages where, and physios, the same as chiropractors and sometimes more in the peripheral nervous system, like TOS mm-hmm. and nerve flossing, things like that, which we also do and chiropractors can do. But I think it's unique how we approach the nervous system that the others don't. And don't. just to reflect off of what you said is like the other, they all can do what we do. It's in their scope of practice, yeah. but they don't, they don't. do it as well as we do, just like we don't do joint mobilizations as well as a chiropractor does or exercise prescription, movement prescription, as well as a physio or a kinesiologist does. And the way that we affect the nervous system is, is wild. And I don't think we should be discrediting that and marking that as quote unquote fluff or just relaxation. And it's beneath us. Like, I think if we want to raise a above and get ourselves on this platform with other we need to lean into that more and own the fact that you know no you guys can't do what we do when it comes to this mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I made a, a note too as you were talking about like society and um the the society we sort of live in and how to fit in um relaxation just relaxation in our society is looked as a complete luxury. Mm-hmm. It's hustle, 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 yeah. go, go, go all the time. And um, the fact that we all have to actively carve out time mm-hmm. to relax and to decompress is mind boggling. The fact that we have to live in this high, like crazy stress, like go world. And that like the relaxation and just like allowing our bodies and our minds just to be is like the luxury piece is 
something that I think we as a whole have to look at. And um, honestly, that's, I think, where massage, like, is really cool. Like, it comes into a place. Because massage therapy for a long time, um, and still kind of is, is sort of seen as, like, a it's sort of seen as like a luxury thing. I don't know how many times I've had clients come in and be like, oh, I was telling my coworkers today that I was going for a massage. Like, oh, must be nice. And I love the clients I've been seeing long enough. They go, well, it is nice, but I'm not just going there just to like lie on the table. Like she's doing actual therapy, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which is funny that they say that because relaxation is such like a strong pillar of like my treatment building. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's funny that they don't even see it as relaxation. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Even though it is, Um, they don't see like the building blocks on like on it all mm-hmm. uh, as relaxation could be, Oh, you know, I go and she beats me up. And I think like you, you've said this before, like, I'm not like a beater, beater no. type of therapist. So it's funny that that's the perception that um, clients get, but I think it comes to the, the terminology RMTs are sort of mm-hmm. throwing around and using. So if you say to an RMT, I don't want relaxation, I want therapy. And then they go in and they get, relaxation as a therapy but they feel amazing Mm -hmm. the next time they go somewhere they're going to say those same words because they think that is what got Mm -hmm. them the treatment they were looking for and it's like no that's not it Mm -hmm. I just did what I did and sort of was like okay I won't do relaxation in quotation marks even though I'm going to use the techniques that cause your body to relax your Mm -hmm. muscles hypertonicity to relax because we're literally like I don't know how, I don't know. It's funny that the term relax and relaxation are two different yeah. things somehow. Yeah. Like I would like your muscles to relax. That's what we do. It's yeah. literally what we do, but I don't do relaxation. Like I'm literally mm-hmm. getting your muscles to go into a relaxation mode. So I don't know. It's, yeah. But I think we need to really like clear the playing field of this whole relaxation term. Um, yes. That's, I think where our rant stemmed is yeah. like, I, And I don't even, I don't know, maybe like you get this too. Like when therapists do say things like, oh, I don't do fluff or I don't do relaxation. I kind of want to be like, oh, neither, neither do I. You know what I mean? Because if I say, oh, like it totally is something that I do. People are like, oh, really? Like what kind of practice? You just have people come in and they just fall asleep on your table. And I was like, no, you know what I mean? Like how come now I'm looked down on as a registered therapist? You're being judged. Yeah. Yeah, You're being judged and you don't want to be judged or, you know, we all have this like in us, you know, you want to fit in with the cool kids kind <laughs> yeah. of mentality and, and relaxation isn't cool. So I better not say I do it. Well, I'm saying screw that. <laughs> yeah. Screw it. I'm over it. Yeah. I used to be that person. And then, as I said, and you just mentioned, you know, with your treatment, you don't get really deep. You're probably one of the lightest therapists I've ever had, lightest treatment I've ever had in my life but you were probably one the top if not the top two one of the top two that has like had the most success with what my quote-unquote my issues or what I feel my problems are that you've addressed them you're (laughs) one of two people that have actually addressed them, but you've had the lightest touch. touch. And, and everybody and everybody is different. Everybody's mm-hmm. nervous system, everybody's system is different, and there's different therapies for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm calling BS on this like fit in with the cool kids type of mentality because I think a lot of, there's there's a couple more reasons why I think that a lot of this it's beneath us is also how it comes down to this 
looking down on spa massage and relating spa massage equating spa massage to relaxation massage so relaxation you know when people address it oh i don't want relaxation really they're meaning they don't want a spa massage well i don't even like and again i used to be that like i'm never going to work in a spa because again i i feel a little bit that comes from school i felt that Mm -hmm. if it was there or not like you don't want to work in a spa but so many more therapists rmts are working in spas because the spas are realizing if they employ RMTs, more people are going to come to the spa because they can use their benefits for the the spa. Exactly. I have a lot of a lot of um, peers that I went to school with that are working in spas in in Ontario, and they they never thought that they would have ended up in a spa in a spa, a spa. and they love it. And but they're a great therapists too. They're not any they're- less than anyone else. They're They're not doing any less work, right? They're amazing (laughs) therapists. And I think that they kind of have a more well-rounded scope or skill set because they've perfected more quickly that quote-unquote relaxation-based massage, that relaxation therapeutic massage as well as that injury therapeutic massage. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think... So I think that whole now that there's more RMTs in spas and are approaching their treatments, even if they are getting a, you know, somebody's signed up for a aromatherapy massage or I know some of them do um, the body treatments, body wraps or like exfoliations followed by a massage that they're still treating them and addressing their concerns as well as keeping in mind if they have any, you know, high blood pressure and things like that, they're coming, they're approaching it from that sense, keeping the client safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think, I don't think that we can now equate even looking down on, like, I don't think as nope. a profession, we should even be looking down on spa massage. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we should have been anyway, even if it was estheticians, because they deserve the respect that they deserve. Absolutely. We, we demand respect from the aesthetic community Mm -hmm. and bodywork community. We should be showing them respect in the sense, because really what differs between them and us is this, um, this term that's protected because we did school and yes, that deserves respect. And we are approaching from a therapeutic that gives us the therapeutic sense of, approaching things with their conditions in mind whether that be high blood pressure if they you know had a digit or a limb amputation and concerns around the nervous system with that and the circulatory system with that if they have COPD if they have asthma like we have the knowledge to um, look at the contraindications and the risks and know what techniques work for some people but like I said earlier what technique is always indicated pretty well no matter what you're treating what condition from cancer to a sprained thumb (laughs) is relaxation which what do we call that is that Swedish techniques basically (laughs) yes absolutely yeah that's that's it to define it to that if if that it should be like, I don't want a whole treatment of Swedish techniques. If somebody came to me with that, I don't want a whole treatment of Swedish techniques, I would be like, oh, okay. So yeah. we'll start with sub and then we'll get into some some trigger point and techniques, things like that. We'll still address that. But um, just I, 
I don't think the definition of relaxation is the same across the board between therapists as well as between the general public. And I think Mm -hmm. because as therapists, we aren't all on the same page of that definition Mm -hmm. and how we view it. It's creating confusion and chaos Mm -hmm. in the general public. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess like we've touched on like sort of where it may have stemmed and where it kind of comes from and us differentiating. Um, I think it also comes with, because massage therapists, we're, I think we all kind of have this sense that we're all, we're always trying to like be validated, like um, especially right now in like the time we're in and how we're not considered essential. I think as RMTs, we really get this like blow to our ego, I guess you can say, where we feel like we don't deserve to be there. Um, even though we've been regulated for a hundred and yeah. what this 101 years. In so Ontario, yeah. in Ontario, right. So I think we're always trying to um, get that validation. Um, and we always feel like the, it's only like one mess up one, one something away from it being taken from us and us being just another, like another body worker. Um, and I don't think we need to look at that. I think we need to have the confidence in knowing what our education is. We have to have the confidence in knowing that um, even just body workers who work at spas that aren't RMTs who are giving relaxation, they it's, it is a lot different. Um, I recently uh, had a client come to me and say that they went to a spa and um, they've had a lot of massage in their day and uh, to their own accord, they're pretty critical of it. So um, I, I'm pretty happy that they think that mine's okay. It's pretty good, I guess. Okay, they come back. Mm-hmm. So they told me that they went and they asked for just relaxation because um, that's all they, they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And they said it had been a while since they had gone and just asked for a relaxation massage. And it was, it was apparent to them how different the relaxation was. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the intent of the relaxation was different. He said he could tell that they were just trying to like put them to sleep, which is what he asked for. But he has fallen asleep on my table too. And he does not, and you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's interesting that we feel like we can't be lumped into some sort, we're going to be lumped into some sort of like group of, I don't even know. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like as RMTs, we really need to just really know like, where we stand. I, th- I really wish that RMTs could like own that this is like a really great thing that we do. Like mm-hmm. we are able to like really work on like a piece of society, uh, like a, a really big piece of like um, healthcare and society that no one else does. Mm-hmm. Um, like other than psychologists and counselors who work on people's mm-hmm. like stress, like and people going to yoga and exercise, you know what I mean? Like we are one mm-hmm. of those like big things and we need to like really, I think, grasp that and emerge um, because the biggest, one of the biggest emerging issues we're having in healthcare are people um, dealing with stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like mental health issues. And massage therapy, I think, um, and massage therapy and relaxation massage and therapeutic massage, I think we can really help that sector of mm-hmm people. Um, and I think we're doing ourselves total disservice thinking that that's not what we 
that's not what we do. Um, it doesn't have to be your focus. I think for us, mm -hmm. it, it has, because I found it over and over again to be a really great starting point for my clients. Um, but it doesn't have to be a focus. You can be, have someone in there, um, and they're there for a torn rotation tater cuff injury. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't have relaxation doesn't even have to be a word that you use, but I think, um, if you think that you're not working on that rest and digest that parasympathetic nervous system while you're in there, whatever way you want to define that as, mm -hmm. um, you're definitely not seeing the whole picture mm -hmm. at all. Right. Yeah. Cause our brain controls everything and yeah. coming back to that, our brain controls yes. it all. So if mm -hmm. you do not incorporate that into your treatment in some way, if you don't want to call it relaxation, then that's totally fine. But if you mm -hmm. don't incorporate that in some way, you're definitely not going to get that whole injury at all. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. So to touch on, to kind of elaborate off of that, um, I came across a pretty, has an RMT gut wrenching article. Oh yeah. And this might be a whole other podcast. And if we could get this guy on, I would love to, because honestly I read this article and it was published like just a month ago. Um, and it was called, uh, does massage therapy work? And it was published by Paul Ingram, um, who what used to be a massage therapist out in, um, British Columbia. And now he's no longer so I don't want to go too much into this article, but if you're a massage therapist or whoever out there, you can find him at painscience.com. He has so many articles. And honestly, it this article brought a lot of one reason why I left massage. These were some of the things that were swirling around in my mind. But he did follow up that article with a... Um, Re an article called reassurance for RMTs. So read both of them, <laughs> but I just wanted to touch on that in his article, does massage therapy work? It is a very lengthy article and he goes into a lot of depth um, talking about um, trying to find the difference between the scientific evidence-based approach, the clinical based approach and the stuff out there that might be, con I'm just going to say that it's controversial. I'm going to leave that at that. And in his article, he discussed that the only proven evidence, so proven in the sense of it meets the minimum requirements of a properly done double blind study with the proper sample size and all of that, the only proven evidence for massage is that it decreases anxiety and depression. Yep. <laughs> right there. Absolutely. So... And that was a study done by Dr. Christopher Moore and his articles called Effective Massage Therapy from 2018. Um, we'll put all the links of that stuff in the description boxes below as well. Um, and Dr. Moore from his, uh, his article uh, states that the emphasis should be placed on when it comes to massage therapy, we should be focusing on decreasing anxiety and depression, which means we are priority is focusing on the parasympathetic nervous system and bringing people into this rest and digest and how do you achieve that through relaxation therapy therapeutic mm -hmm. techniques um not always necessarily digging your elbow in there and being a jackhammer doesn't necessarily cause people to be that that just can shoot up the sympathetic nervous system versus the parasympathetic so i thought that was a really like i said that 
there's times when I was reading that article that I was like, why am I a massage therapist anymore? But then trust me, when you go read the reassurance for RMTs, um, it just talks on how um, it's hard. I think this is, it brings it full circle again in talking about, you know, we're trying to be seen as medical professionals, but it's also difficult to get that true evidence-based scientific approach and complete studies done that there are no biases in it either from the people creating the study or the clients because if a client knows they're signing up to be involved in a massage therapy and then they get put into a control group where they're not getting a massage right there there's already a bias there's yes. already a bias a placebo they think in this they called it a placebo a fake placebo yeah. where you kind of you know the the group that might be put into the control is now more angry and more disappointed because they're put into the control they're not getting massage so now all of a sudden their mental state has changed which means that their pain sensation or whatever they're measuring might change it, it's affected and vice versa if they're put into the massage group you might see a bigger change because their mental state has changed and i think that's what's so difficult with massage therapy when it comes, not only can we set up proper double blind um, <laughs> studies, but also so we are that bridge. And it kind of when you mentioned about um, therapy and counseling, we're kind of almost that bridge between the physical therapists, physios, massage, osteopathics, um, kinesiologists, and the counseling psychological realm. We mm -hmm. are, I've really truly feel like we are that bridge between the two because we are treating both at the same time especially you and I knowing that we take the biopsychosocial approach to most things most <laughs> of our treatments um, but as massage therapists because again our priority is the nervous system in the parent specifically the parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system um, so that's one thing where I think it's difficult and where people start looking down on relaxation because it's this push to be more evidence-based, but then at the same time, it's hard to be more evidence-based. But then the proper evidence that we have now <laughs> saying that we can decrease anxiety and depression, which is huge in our society right now, yeah. and is a big I don't want to say burden because as somebody with anxiety and that's why one thing is I never want to feel like I'm a burden on somebody, but it is taking a lot of money, um, putting a lot of money, stress on our healthcare system. So why as massage therapists, are we not owning up to like, here's scientific <laughs> saying that we can help, help decrease mood disorders and we're not like, hey, guys, come over here and see us and help those that maybe are borderline needing medication. You know, let's try this. If if after that you're, you still need medication, then great. You're on medication. That's fine. Like, whatever you need. Um, but why aren't we owning that? That's what's driving me nuts. And why are we still looking down on this relaxation fluff, blah, 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 when, like, if we're going to stand on any sort of evidence, it's right there. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's definitely going to be something that I am sure we're not the only two massage therapists out there um, <laughs> alone. It just seems, I feel like for a really long time, um, 
anybody who is anybody in the massage therapy world has denounced the relaxation side for so long that all of us are so like meek and wanting to like stand up for it. Um, but here we are, Heather, cause we're doing it. And yeah. if you're with us, you're with us. And if you have completely opposite view of us and think that That's relaxation great. is absolutely nothing, that is totally great. We'd like to have more of a conversation <laughs> with you on that because sure. honestly, most of the studies like that out there is literally massage therapy is shown to, yeah, um, is shown to literally relax people. That is what that is what it does. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, we work on the soft tissues and joints to prevent dysfunction and pain. A really tense muscle produces pain and dysfunction. So why don't we relax the muscle to decrease pain and dysfunction? We need to like really look at like those are what, those are what we do in our scope of practice. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the physical part, we have to look at the like whole mental part of it too. And, um, generally that's sort of like where that sort of gray area comes into with massage therapy, cause we're not trained to be counselors or anything like that, but I don't think you need to be. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be said, um, in just, um, most people I think can work on what they need to work on, on their own, um, given the right tools, um, and their professionals for that. But I think, uh, a lot of people just really want their bodies to feel better because a lot of people in their mind is my my traps are really sore and I know I'm stressed but I can't deal with the stress at work it is what it is but I just really need my neck not to be adding to that right Mm -hmm. so if I can make your neck and shoulder not hurt you can now better cope and manage whatever other stress that's causing it to be mm-hmm. better. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's even with like the, the like acute stuff where people are just like, Oh, I, you know, I was just looking at my fridge and I turned my head and all of a sudden I got this horrible shooting pain mm-hmm. in my neck. We all know that when someone says that it wasn't that spontaneous, clearly something had been going on for quite a while. Just it hadn't crossed the threshold of their barrier of their brain to notice it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really, I really think, um, it's funny how RMTs really don't own the relaxation, but if you go into, I want to throw out there 95% of massage therapy clinics, they got the, the Buddhas and the salt lamps and the nice warm colors on the wall. Um, Mm -hmm. what do you explain yourself as again? You're the one that has your little Buddhas, your Buddha and your salt lamp right beside your clinical orthopedic yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally on, on the shelf. Yeah. I have my, I have a Buddha and a salt lamp and an oils. And then right below it, I have like a neurofunctional pain diagram with like what nerves do what and my acupuncture, like, like, uh, leads. And then my orthopedic massage book right beside it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I really like the blend of the two. Um, and I think more teeth um, would maybe do a lot better if they, didn't feel like they couldn't do that you know Mm -hmm. like if I say that I do relaxation massage am I now not as educated or as I don't even know um productive or um I don't know like am, am I really not doing what other RMTs are doing and I don't think that's the truth I think we mm-hmm. we really need to like love on the fact that we have this great opportunity to access 
this part of the human anatomy and mind that uh, others don't. I like it. I think it's great. <laughs> so now I want to yeah. throw out one other thing reason that I think relaxation is looked down upon, and uh, I'm going to throw it at what I think is a big influence: insurance companies. Ah, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I think so because insurance companies like they RMT is the only ones because they provide therapeutic and it has to be therapeutic and so then that's where the distinction between therapeutic and spa relaxation starts to waver I think um I think that they insurance companies have a big influence on it because they're influencing how we get paid paid in a sense for people who majority of our clients, mm -hmm. a lot of RMTs, their clients pay via benefits. So they're kind of dictating that, which is influencing the government, CMTO, all of that to create their standards. And then schools are creating their curriculums based on the standards set out mm -hmm. by the CMTO. So it's really, I, I think the insurance companies, I'm just going to say it, have a big stronghold in that and affecting both from an RMT side and from a client side. Because a client is only going to go see an RMT because they're like, oh, my insurance says I have to see a therapeutic RMT. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes that could be their driving force of them saying like, I want therapeutic and not relaxation because they're worried that their benefits won't cover it. And maybe a less confident RMT who maybe doesn't have the terminology or the experience that if an insurance company came back and said like, well, were you providing therapeutic massage? And they were doing just again, quote, just relaxation to, to not have the, the, skills or the confidence to put forth the argument that what I did, even though, you know, maybe my notes don't say that I did some joint mobs of the shoulder and some trigger point work and stretching and this, but what I did was still therapeutic, mm -hmm. um, could then influence an RMT to never, to be like, well, I don't do, I don't do it and be afraid to say that, like, I don't do relaxation massage. You know what I mean? I, 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 that was just something else that was playing in my mind. Of, I think insurance companies. Oh, they totally. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. totally do. I'll share this um, little nugget. When you said that, it reminded me of it. Mm -hmm. I um, worked with a chiropractor, a chiropractor, who, uh, when she went to um, uh, go get her like doctor referral notes and all of those types of things. Uh, for massage and all of that, um, her doctor referral note had to say that she was coming for massage therapy for back pain because her insurance company only felt that massage helped with backs or do you know what I mean? Like it was a well, but something to that like notion, like massage just on, only rub backs. So she literally, she's a doctor. She would literally go to her doctor, her doctor would write her a script to say that she needed massage therapy for her back. And it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it was like, wow, like that is terribly sad and such like yeah. a disservice to um, 
everyone for that. And I, yeah, insurance companies are there to make money. And because, is, yeah, because massage is like so good in so many, and it really does just make you feel good, which is a whole wellness piece. Mm-hmm. People are more apt to use massage therapy when they don't quote unquote have like a need mm-hmm. for it, even though that's not true. Um, I've never seen anyone come in that doesn't need some sort of massage therapy treatment. Uh, so simply the fact that they felt that they, you know, um, they came in and they needed to like decompress is a need, mm-hmm. but, uh, because of that and insurance companies don't like paying out, they need to have these stipulations where you can and can't use it. Right. Um, which is absurd. Uh- mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and that's yeah. the thing. It's so frustrating is that insurance companies too, I find um, don't, if they're not going to pay out on somebody on a, on a therapy or they're going to create issues around paying out on a certain therapy, it's typically massage. Yes. They don't want to pay out for massage, which is wild because like we talked about in our last about chronic pain and low back pain costs insurance companies as well as the healthcare system, especially in Canada, um, because we have universal healthcare, it is millions, millions mm-hmm. of dollars yearly on short-term disability and lost time claims. Yes. But they want to make it difficult for people to get massage therapy that can be used in a reactive treatment as well as a preventative and like you I know you're on the same page with me with this is that we we usually have people that come in in this reactive phase something's happened and injuries happening pains happening and they want out of that but our goal is to get them on a preventative maintenance consistent see me however that works for them their body their their mm-hmm. wallet at their time mm-hmm. but pre- I want to get them to preventative maintenance I don't want to just fix them and see you later I'll see you when you hurt yourself again Mm -hmm. like kind of what happens with physiotherapy a lot which is a a service to them they could be well way better utilized but yeah yeah Yeah. and and so a lot of my treatments they always have the relaxation focus but they could be more treatment focused in the beginning to get them out of the pain a bit quicker and then I want to move them to this more global whole body treatment therapeutic relaxation work focus on the mind and the body and the spirit or emotion whatever you want to call it kind of all in one Mm -hmm. because that's gonna help with not causing more injuries later that bending over to pick up a pencil and you throw your back out with my preventative care my preventative treatment plans will be you know, a half hour, an hour, a day of soreness versus laid up for a week or two. Mm-hmm. And to that, you sort of made me think about um, when you're talking about like preventative and all of that, uh, a lot of times, um, well, not all of the time, every time you do a massage, you need to have a treatment plan. <laughs> and in that treatment plan, you need to have um, treatment goals. And I think people think that relaxation massage doesn't have any treatment goals other than to put someone to sleep and to like leave like leave feeling like sleepy. Um, Relaxation uh, can have a lot of very tangible um, goals that you can actually like monitor. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure most 
not all massage therapists, pretty sure it's better of a curriculum where we have to learn how to use a blood pressure cuff and stethoscope. Um, so just in that, because um, we like to be treatment like goal or um, mm-hmm. based, if you feel that relaxation doesn't have any like end treatment goals or tangible way of being like, was this effective? Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can start there. You know what I mean? You can say we are doing this relaxation massage because, um, you have all this stress and hypertonicity. Um, so I can, you know, decrease all the muscles, but you can, you can actually take someone's blood pressure reading. You can do a heart rate count. You can mm-hmm. count their breaths per minute. Like these are all tangible things within a massage treatment that you can track before and track after and use them as a way to build a whole treatment plan. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, just asking if someone feels like feels good or feels relaxed doesn't have to be your basis and whether or not that was like a good treatment or mm-hmm. not. You know what I mean? Like that scientific focus, if that's like where you're at and you live in that realm, um, I love it. I'm there too. Uh, but I, if, if that's why you don't do relaxation, I think you have to look at like the parameters of like how you can actually track what relaxation and, uh, means. Yeah. I challenge a skeptical RMT or one that calls it fluff to, use a goineometer too yeah do some do some um shoulder just do shoulder range of motion because that's the easiest to measure before somebody gets on a table with the clothes still on do mm-hmm. or do do hips too do do thoracic um just active range of motion some passive range of motion because again I think it comes back to redefining relaxation. Relaxation doesn't always have to also be that your client literally lays there and you work around them. I pull some joint movement, very relaxed, um, very mindful, almost assisted stretching, nothing or, and even just getting the joint through the range of motion. When somebody's prone, I love to scoop under the head of their humerus and (laughs) cup the inferior angle of their scapula and bring their scapula into some ranges of motion Mm -hmm. and see how the scapular thoracic movement and everything is going. And honestly, just doing that joint and things like you can include low grade oscillating joint mobilizations into a relaxation relaxation in quotes again treatment and and not have to do trigger point deep tissue like muscle stripping like really specific muscle stripping long deep strokes is relaxation Mm -hmm. and i bet you you will get an increase in joint range of motion absolutely yeah i challenge challenge any rmts out there that um call it fluff do an experiment do a do an exchange if you if it's not with a client yeah do an exchange and um and see what happens because the again just like blood pressure and heart rate you can't deny those quantifiable measurements absolutely yeah and with like those and that techniques um uh, you've touched on it a few times in a few different podcasts with like deep pressure and stuff like that um deep pressure doesn't mean that it has to hurt either mm-hmm. um i think that's a big thing in my practice is like, I personally don't like it to hurt. (laughs) Not that person. So when I say that I start light, what I'm doing is I am like clearing that 
field and I'm desensitizing any of those hypersensitive nerves, I'm calming them, I'm relaxing Mm -hmm. them so that when I do go deep, I'm not hitting all those superficial sensory nerves, right? Like they've already been turned off. So when I'm getting in there deep, it doesn't feel like I'm pressing through every layer because the layers I'm pressing through have already been treated, right? Through more superficial, more um, relaxing and calming tones. Like that's sort of like the whole, whole like point. Like, I don't know. I don't, um, I do, I do definitely go deep. I have a lot mm-hmm. of clients who <laughs> they, uh, they underestimate it, yeah. Same. <laughs> but it's because it doesn't, it doesn't have to feel deep, mm-hmm. right. Um, to be deep, it doesn't have to feel deep. Yeah. Um, Again, and I think comes back to your intention. I think, yes, sorry, intention. I cut you off. You know, absolutely. You yeah, that's exactly it. it. comes back to your intention. And relaxation can be a very valid intention mm-hmm. as a massage therapist. Um, it is quantifiable. It can be a part um, you're trying to show someone how to diaphragmatic breathe to get them through their stressful day and activities of daily living. You're giving them those home care coping mechanisms on how to relax and be mindful and calm. And I'm pretty sure every RMT can attest to the fact that clients come in and they know when I'm stressed, I wear my shoulders like earrings, right? Mm -hmm. So teaching them how to relax their muscles on their own through like mindful, um, like relaxation techniques is key. And, um, you will literally have people coming back over and over and over again. If you don't teach them how to have their body be at a more normal resting tone within that parasympathetic nervous system, um, that is, that is really big like cornerstone of it, right? Like mm-hmm. we see all those hyper tonic muscles and irritated nerves. And we need to teach our clients how to take themselves out of that space and how to teach their mind to tell their body to relax, right? Yeah. Um, through breathing. I don't know. I remember my very first massage class was actually diaphragmatic breathing. They had us all Mm -hmm. sit down and it was one of, uh, I might've said it in the the very first podcast we did. It was one of the ones that sold me on it. I was just like, this is so cool. Um, your diaphragm is a muscle. I think we've all forgotten. It is a muscle. It does get tight. And when you're in that state of like short, deep breaths, it gets really tight and contracted, which can cause you to have, um, back pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I remember explaining to a chiropractor who I was treating once, he was saying how he hadn't been able to exercise in a while and he came for massage and it helped his back. And then he went to playing soccer and, um, he was like, you know, like I thought my back would hurt, but it didn't, it felt so much better. And I was like, well, you know, were you like huffing and puffing? And he's like, yeah, I, like I was. And I'm like, well, you know, like you're stretching all those intercostal muscles that you probably haven't used in a really long time. That's why exercise is such like a powerful tool in our full body wellness and like why we hurt and don't hurt. Um, like you, you, you can't stretch an intercostal muscle without actually expanding your rib cage. Mm-hmm. If you're never expanding your rib cage by taking a really deep breath, 
right? So mm-hmm. like it, it all plays into that. Like it, we deal with back pain every day. So like it's a, you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. we're just hitting like a, a small piece of the puzzle and relaxation is relaxing muscle that maybe maybe we need to figure out a different term for it yeah. Heather maybe you and I should yeah. brainstorm yes, on it we should. Um, we should. because <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know how we can uh, as therapists maybe we need to either redefine or come up with a new term that we throw out there because we literally are here to a huge part of what we do is to relax muscles into better states of muscle tension, but we don't want to do relaxation. Mm-hmm. And that can't be the case, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> I don't I think that works. <laughs> I agree. I'm also just going to throw it out there that, uh, again, throwing more of these therapeutic treatments, therapeutic, rela- or sorry, relaxation treatments, global, going back to your basics of general, specific general. Um, and specific doesn't have to get, you know, I'm thumb needing this one spot in the glute. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? This general specific general, you're going to have more longevity as a therapist. You're going to be able to treat more people and not be in pain yourself and treat longer and have a longer career. So honestly, it is something that I think we shouldn't be calling fluff. We shouldn't be justifying, um, therapists that do focus on relaxation shouldn't feel like they need to justify it and therapists Mm -hmm. who maybe don't but also throw it in when it's needed with a client to not justify it or or demean it um in any way um I don't think it's respectful I don't think it's appropriate I don't think it's professional Uh, and if you don't understand then ask a question and if you're another therapist that doesn't understand I'm pretty sure if you meet another therapist and you want to know what their techniques are, do it exchange. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. think any therapist is going to say no to that. <laughs> no, RMT community is very welcoming. I think we're all, we all were like, yeah, we'll do some free massages. I think I, I haven't met an RMT who doesn't love having massages I, themselves. I um, so yeah, absolutely. I think we have a lot to learn from each other. And I, I don't know, as a community, I feel like RMTs, we're really lucky that we do have each other's back, um, except for this one t- ah. this one term. And you and I noticed it. And I think we also had noted it too in like a few other podcasts that we listened to. And it just kind of like, it was weird. We had that conversation. I was like, why do they keep saying this? Like, what does yeah. this mean? <laughs> Talking um, about it as a dirty word and demean, like demeaning it, like that it's less than. And yes, it you have to justify no it. Yeah. It you know what I mean? Like in our, yeah. in our treatment, it's like, oh, I don't do that. Like fluff yeah. relaxation stuff. It's like, well, I do. I'm just going to say it. Like, why, why does it have to be that way? It's just like, okay. You know what I mean? And maybe and the, it's not your focus, but that's okay. You just look at it differently than I do. And I mean, you're still doing it to, by the way, to, I don't know my, I'm going to throw it out there to any of those RMTs that say they're not doing relaxation. They're not doing fluff. You probably are. <laughs> you just, you're just not focusing on it as something as a really great tool in your toolbox. Um, you're just raising it over um, and you're working way harder than you need to for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> work, work smarter, not harder. And you're, yeah. you're a testament to it in the sense of, you know, you do all ends of the spectrum, if we're going to call it a spectrum. Um, and you've been practicing for 10 plus years now, and you have a 
really full practice. Like, I think that right there is a testament to the importance it is in, plays in people's lives and their health and their wellness and their reactive as well as preventative Absolutely. health. Mm-hmm. People don't use any sort of healthcare for any other reason than they want to stay healthy and feel better. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and uh, yeah, most clients find their way to massage therapy. I think I, like I had mentioned, I think through the whole, like uh, I have stress type of environment. I like most clients find their way into it. So when they come in and they say, you know, I have this injury and I'm really stressed. I think just to like, be like, oh, we're not going to worry about the stress part. Yeah. Um, doesn't really help them. You don't at have all. the full puzzle. Yeah. You know, like treat them as a whole person, mind, yeah. body, spirit, bio, social, psycho, whatever. Yeah. Like you just gotta, <laughs> um, gotta know like what you do and what your hands are totally yeah. capable mm-hmm. of. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I like relaxation. Do you, do you feel that your like chest is now free of this oh, dirty word? Yes, I do. I feel so much <laughs> better. Um, yeah. definitely, definitely, uh, Cause yeah, I don't know why it has to Just be. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Come at me if you don't think relaxation is anything <laughs> at all. I'll <laughs> I'll get you some testimonial <laughs> from the hundred plus clients of mine. <laughs> Beg- Let's have a conversation about it. If you yeah. if you disagree, I'd love to talk to anybody. Absolutely, actually, honestly, if somebody wants to talk to us about it and um, tell us we're wrong, we'd love to hear why. Because uh, I've haven't seen it. Um, and I know you haven't seen it. And I think a lot of our NTs would be in the same boat if we could all just be honest with ourselves, um, and not feel like we have to pretend that we're not doing that because we are, and it's great and it's amazing. And when we are living in a time like we are right now, where so many things are unknown, anxieties are high, there's so much fear in the world right now. I think massage therapy um, if we allow it to be, can be something that's really positive. And when we all do get to go back to work and do all the wonderful things we do, um, I think that it can be um, a piece, a, a really strong piece of our healthcare system. And um, help the even world feel better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, just an FYI, like I see it as, um, this might be like a whole different thing, but, uh, uh, after we all get back to work and um, we're going to, we're entering into a new world after this, mm-hmm. people are afraid to be within six feet of each other right now. So imagine being hands on that close to a person. Uh, we're going to, we're going to have a lot of people who are really afraid mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Um, it's scary out there with mm-hmm. COVID-19. And I think mm-hmm. we need to show people that um, when it is safe and however it is to be safe, it's okay to have that human connection. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot of mental health issues come out of this, I think, from the lack of physical connection yeah. um, that has in the hundreds of years of society, thousands of years society, uh, one of the big things is that people need people. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the massage therapy emerges from yeah. this. And I understand right now that a lot of us RMTs, I know in Canada, um, in Ontario, feel like we just got a really big slap in the face mm-hmm. um, being deemed non-essential. I will say I did too. I initially was like, 
What do you mean non-essential? I could give you hundreds of names of people who think I'm pretty damn essential. And it's not about being non-essential. It's about being non-emergency. And um, we will find our place outside of this. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we need to have a serious conversation with um, our association, the RMTAO, and the CMTO, because I know the CMTO regulates the public interest and keeping them safe. Um, but they do have a they do have a piece where um, we're self-regulated. So if we want to see the change, we need to advocate for ourselves um, in the right way. Yeah. Uh, going out there and calling each other names and yeah. the things I've seen online recently about how massage therapy, and I think I did see somewhere, and this irked me too, someone said, we're not essential. We don't save lives. Absolutely we don't. And then someone had mentioned something about massage therapy being just relaxation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's like, well, being relaxed and not in fight and flight all the time is actually quite an emergency we are seeing in our society right now. Um, it is causing all of the top 10 illnesses that we see that is costing our healthcare system so much money. So we do have a place. We do have an essential place in healthcare. We just don't have an emergency place right now. So I think we all need to take a deep breath and um, work on our ourselves in that. And prepare ourselves because we will have a role in healing society and healing the world um, once the non-emergency has passed and we can all go back to work where we are going to have our like a hand in helping people with that and so I hope massage Mm -hmm. therapists out there are preparing themselves physically mentally emotionally yes their skills their skill sets use this time to add to your toolkit and prepare for um, us to go back and help and lean into the fact that we can significantly reduce mood disorders and help yes. um, with mental health and stress and burnout. And that's where um, I like to take my my practice, but I hope others lean into that as well as the physical aspects as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the physical manifestation of the stress that yeah. we're going to see. It is going, I don't think we normally swear or anything on our podcast, but it's going to be a shit okay. storm. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> it is yep. going to be an absolute chaotic storm of anxiety and fear and depression and all of those things. And people are going to be looking to us. Yeah. There's no one else who does it quite like we do. Yep. And everybody who works from home sitting at a, their kitchen table are going to have their all make, sorts of postural dysfunction. <laughs> their makeshift um, workstations. Yes. Yeah. So I think we need to start brushing up on that and um, really loving the fact that we can offer people that sort of safe place um, for their mind and body and in the relaxation uh, realm. Um, I'm excited to help people and do it from that perspective. Um, I know I've already gotten inquiries from, I'm sure most RMTs have from frontline workers and they're burnt out and they're looking for massages. And I've said, you know, we're not essential and they're just, and you know, and I, I've given one, some chiro, like in a chiropractor that I know information. And she said, thank you very much. Um, but she feels she just really needs to line the table and someone just to 
take the weight off of her. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's like really cool that we get to be that, mm-hmm. be that therapist, yeah. be those people. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're not doing therapy. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean you're not doing therapeutic anything at all. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty, it's going to be interesting, but that's well-timed with this, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> this one, right? For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Already any last uh, thoughts? Before no, I think that's up. good. I feel better yeah. about that, Heather. Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad we got glad. to it. Yeah. So now, do you know what time it is? Is it RMT time? <laughs> you betcha. It's yeah. RMT time. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a tea from Steep Tea. Um, it's called Vanilla Dream. It is a black tea which is going to keep me up all night, which is also why, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, which is also why my heart was probably beating out of my chest on top of the topic. I was trying to just like, I'm sure you're going to hear like me taking a breath because I was trying like running a mile a minute um, because of it, but it's delicious. It literally just tastes like vanilla beans. (laughs) My favorite. I love Mm -hmm. vanilla. Mm. Yeah. What are you drinking, darling? I am drinking... You guessed it again. David's tea. I am a <laughs> David's tea fanatic. Mm-hmm. I was going to use a more inappropriate word, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's new. It's part of their new, like, I, I don't remember what it was called, fantasy line or something. It's called Unicorn Dream. It's a, it is a caffeine free. It's a fruit infusion. It has apple, hibiscus, coconut. It has marshmallow, um unicorn sprinkles heart sprinkles uh sugar pearls um candied papaya butter pea flour so it does have that like bit of a blue tinge to it it's really good it has like a little bit of a a desserty vanilla kind of flavor to it but it very fruity lemongrass is in there too yeah mm. it's very cute and i really like the little white unicorn <laughs> sprinkles and little heart sprinkles oh it's, that's so cute. It's useful but i like it <laughs> it brings a smile <laughs> right who doesn't like unicorns at a time yeah. like it's the little things in life that <laughs> make the world go around my little unicorn my parents made fun of me because i i clearly was starting to run out of tea and like i said in the loosest sense of turn when i say run out of tea and i had to make a tea order from David's team they were like oh David's delivers I said yeah their online store is probably bigger than their in-store store (laughs) (laughs) nice and you're just like hmm (laughs) that's awesome I ordered tea (laughs) self-care self-care running to the LCBO and the beer store I'm running David's tea to stock up (laughs) absolutely we all have our vices right (laughs) that's Uh awesome Alrighty. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we look forward to recording many more podcasts. Please be sure to tune in on your favorite podcast streaming app and rate us where you can. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please share and uh, let us know in the comments, wherever those are. You can definitely go over to YouTube. This should be up within the next uh, 24 to 48 hours on YouTube. And you can definitely leave us a comment there. Or if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, please let us know. And we'll take care and see you next time. See you next time.